Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another show. I hope you're doing as well as you can be after last night's atrocious result and performance at Old Trafford. In today's show, I wanted to kind of break down the three things that are going wrong at Chelsea at the moment and those kind of three key areas, getting some of your thoughts, looking at some of the reaction after last night and where do Chelsea go from here under Mauricio Pochettino. If you like the sound of that, please do hit that like button. Please share this video around with friends to get more Chelsea fans involved in the community and getting their thoughts on the situation, which is really interesting. Because as I say, some of your comments on the poll I put up on my community page, I think is really insightful and we can have a discussion about it. And as well, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. I know a lot of people who watch it aren't subscribed. It's free, easy to do. Subscribe, turn those notifications on so you don't miss any of the content on the channel regarding Chelsea and if you're listening on the podcast thank you so much for tuning in so last night's game and we're not going to break it all down once again if you want to hear my thoughts on the game I uploaded my rational perspective last night it's also on the podcast feed so go and check it out but just seeing some of the reaction to it and where Chelsea kind of go from here the fundamental problems at the club currently actually are people kind of going overboard have we gone have I gone overboard after last night were we as right to be as negative as we were I still think that people were well within their rights to be negative and it's interesting to see some of the pieces that have been written by major reporters who have obviously covered Chelsea their thoughts on it and then also some of the numbers around last night so Simon Johnson wrote this piece for The Athletic uh, basically talking about it's hard to see where the improvements are right now regarding Chelsea and the hope for progress that was there over the summer with the appointment of Mauricio Pochettino with the clearing out of the squad with the investment in new players. This stat right here is uh, quite damning really. Chelsea have five fewer points than at the 15 game stage last season under Potter and predecessor Thomas Tuchel, 19 down from 24 
And then he asked the question once again, what progress is being made? It felt like Pochettino had bought himself some much-needed good favour with back-to-back decent results against Spurs and Man City last month. However, these displays in Newcastle and Manchester have undone all of that positive work. In terms of XG, which is something Chelsea have been amassing quite high this season and has been one of the more positive things from a creative point of view, finishing has obviously always been a problem for Chelsea. Man United actually amassed an XG tally of 4.07 against Chelsea last night the second best of any side in a Premier League match this season the first was Chelsea's 4-1 win away at Spurs which obviously was against nine men so that kind of tells you how open how easily bypassed Chelsea were last night which is just shambolic really and actually 2-1 is a good result in in terms of not good obviously for Chelsea we lost but in terms of what it could have been it could have been a very heavy scoreline last night and it wasn't because of maybe some good Robert Sanchez saves or poor finishing from Man United I mean we were absolutely battered and that's why I think it's right to feel kind of angry about last night's performance Chelsea you've kind of very much put the nail in the coffin here since the end of 2022 summer transfer window Chelsea have taken 56 points from 48 Premier League games and since the end of the 2023 winter transfer window Chelsea have taken 32 points from 31 Premier League games all of that comes together shows that on the pitch after last night and in recent games Chelsea aren't performing they're being outplayed off the pitch in terms of our recruitment it isn't relating to results and improvement on the pitch we aren't getting much value back that has been a consistent theme across 2023 and we are not progressing anywhere close to the rate I think we would want wanted to have seen after the dreadful last season so then on my YouTube community page I put up a poll and a lot of you have voted already I'm sure more will by the time you're watching this video and it was what is the biggest issue at Chelsea right now that is the question I posed and I put three options the ownership Pochettino or the players right now at the time of recording this players are winning by 53% ownership is second with 34% and only 12% of you that have voted so far think Pochettino is the problem and then as you usually do you do leave comments under kind of giving an explanation of maybe the way you voted or just want to give more thought so we'll read some of them out here because I do think again I really appreciate people who do get involved give their extensive opinions and uh, we'll go through some of them here so Mal says we have a good squad that's missing a few key pieces elite goalkeeper needed those defenders are in panic mode because they can't trust Sanchez it affects defenders hugely a top striker to finish the chances when you don't finish your chances opposing teams gain more belief and the momentum swings games we should be having no trouble in suddenly become difficult just because the opposition have managed to stay in the game and gain belief those two positions would immediately change the outlook for this team in the meantime we have raw talent still learning their craft and they will struggle for consistency under any manager Mudrick, Jackson, Palmer, Enzo, Casado, the list goes on of players we seem to be expecting world-class consistency from when they're still getting to know each other, the league, the location, etc. They need time and a couple of signings. We need to be patient. I think that's a really balanced and well, um, well-argued point. There, I think I agree with most of that, to be honest, in terms of the reality of, of young players the kind of few additions that will make a huge difference at both ends of the pitch. You know, sometimes we can kind of over-dramatize things in football that everything's wrong. And actually, sometimes it really is just in both boxes, which sounds very obvious. But is everything broken or is it key areas in the team that are broken that Chelsea just simply haven't addressed in recent years that are really hurting us? And actually, if you improved 
at both ends of the pitch. Again, this sounds very obvious, but we talk about midfield, we talk about the fullbacks, we talk about the style of play. The way Mal really puts it right there is a sense that we have invested in a lot of young players. I'll get to that, whether that was the right strategy or not. But then also, it shouldn't take another 500 million to resolve the problem. And maybe last night was one of many poor performances we're going to see with a young squad. Tim Mills says, everyone's getting more than a bit carried away. We've got half a team out barring centre-backs. Poch has no doubt made some mistakes, but that's going to happen in the first season. He needs time to see who's going to work and who ain't. It took Klopp a few years to make it click. Guardiola a season with unlimited finances. Judge the season's work on where we are when we start the next one. I think, again, that's a fair point in terms of time. The, the biggest difference is I think there's there's two parts to this for me in terms of why the reaction and the patience for that just isn't going to be the same. Jurgen Klopp, when he took over Liverpool, Liverpool hadn't been anywhere close to a Premier League title apart from one Brendan Rodgers season. They've been consistently outside the Champions League spots as well. And they weren't spending large amounts in the transfer window. One of the things that this ownership has done and makes it a conflict, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was speaking with... Uh, Myra about this last uh, last week on the podcast in terms of it's I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's very hard to look at the spend we've had over a billion and then look at the team and be told to wait three or four years or whatever it is for this project to come to fruition based on just the general discussion we have about the way you invest in squads, you expect a return. I don't think people are out of order for expecting more than mid-table with what we've invested. And then it comes back to the question of whether we've invested smartly. Defrezzi says here, the ownership and the unproven RB model, the recruitment team, they are responsible for dismantling everything. They sign these players. It's not on them or the manager. Our level is mid-table. 2030 can't come quick enough. I don't know if that's kind of vision 2030. I think there is a, a general... That's actually, I think, a good... Um, combination of, of a lot of faults there in terms of the ownership, in terms of patience, in terms of investing in young players and understanding it's going to take a period of time, but then balancing that with what Chelsea fans have experienced, not only this season, but for the whole of 2023. And also the the promises or kind of these briefings that we get on a regular basis in terms of an 100 point team, all of this stuff and people roll their eyes when they see on the pitch a team that doesn't look even close to hitting 60 points, let alone 100 points this season. So then Matt Law wrote this piece where he says that it's, the time is right for Chelsea owners to speak up and he's Mauricio Pochettino's problems. This piece that I'll link down below is interesting because it does give a little bit of information over the annual lunch that took place at Stamford Bridge last week, I believe it was. It's It usually happens right at the start of December, before Christmas. And it speaks about, you know, Bowley and executives being there, uh, you know, very much being cordoned off from the rest of the guests at that lunch. And the statement that was given was written down in the annual lunch programme rather than Bowley standing up and giving a massive speech about Chelsea. And this is what he had to, This was an interesting point of view in terms of, are Chelsea's ownership doing enough to very much give their message to fans in a clear way? And do they need to speak a little bit more? 
Those who go under the title of the club's executive leadership team have met with fan groups and will continue to do so, while when Stanley and Stewart conducted a lengthy in-house interview with the potential aim of facing more challenging questions from independent media at a later date. But while they cannot be accused of being absent or cut off, the wider public silence from Bowley and Igbali is threatening to undermine their attempts to win over a frustrated and angry Chelsea fan base. And that could put head coach Pochettino in a difficult spot. So really, we get to the core here, the three issues. And that's what we just discussed in terms of what you were voting on in the community page in terms of players, ownership, Pochettino. Now, I think we've got to be nuanced here and say in any football club, all three of those always bear a responsibility across the board, positive and negative. When things are going really well, you know, the coach is going to get a lot of praise as they do in the modern game. The players are going to get a lot of praise and the ownership are going to get a lot of praise and, you know, vice versa. There also is the reality that Chelsea as a club have have massively gone through a, an overhaul. Some of that, of course, I think a lot of that is is enforced by the new ownership. But, you know, there was a, a freak series of events that led to Ronald Abramovich being sanctioned, Chelsea then having to basically change ownership, not kind of willingly. It wasn't a case where we knew this was coming. It was kind of a shock to the system. It was, you know, it's compared to a lot of takeovers we have seen in football. I don't think to that scale we're going to see anything similar again. It was just remarkable that sanctions period. And I think I'm not the only one who still feels like that period, we haven't quite got out of that period. I guess maybe psychologically the feeling culturally from fans of how much that rocked us. And then these new owners coming in, trying to change things, but also spending a lot in the process and also promising a lot in that time as well. And kind of going back and forth on what their plan is and feeling like Chelsea have been ripped up the people in place aren't trusted that they're doing the right things to get us back to the top. So my opinion on this is that, you know, more and more, whether what I'm seeing on the pitch, what I'm hearing behind the scenes when I'm reading reports like this, I firstly think that them giving a speech, I think I advocated for this at the back end of last season, but we are now slightly further down the road. And I just don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I, I really do, I don't think that Igbali and Bowley Maybe if they sat down and had a very frank and honest interview, I just can't see that happening. I just don't think it would be a Chelsea thing to do. And also, I just think we're past the point of no return, uh, which sounds, again, very dramatic. I'd like to think we're not at that stage, but I think at, at, at least for the time being, people don't want to hear a lot of promises about what could be down the road in eight to nine years. People, as fans, were in that away end at, at the at the full-time whistle, were booing. I think not just because of what they saw on that night, I think that's a culmination of the past year, probably even more than that of frustration of many of those who are the most committed and loyal Chelsea supporters who travel up and down the country who pay a lot of money to watch Chelsea. Some of those go home and away as well. They have seen familiar failings on a consistent basis and it's very hard to stomach. You know, I remember back in the 15-16 season when I was in some of those away ends and it is it is difficult. It really is to take. And that's, you know, for every Chelsea fan, but especially I think for the reaction at that moment was very palpable. And I think it expressed the way a lot of Chelsea fans are feeling and maybe the inconsistency too of, of this season of seeing them play so well against a team of the level of Manchester City. 
but then collapsing as they did last night, not even showing up last night, really, other than the Cole Palmer moment of, of brilliance, that was it. So you, you have to, you know, blend all of this together. I think for me, the ownership comes above the players. I really do. Uh, because I have concerns about their strategy. I really do. And I don't think you are out of order for having that. And I think the the biggest issue I have and what I think needs to be fixed is a sense of clarity in if your transfer strategy was about the future, investing in younger players, then they have to stick to this this season. They have to. Some people won't like that answer, but I get a sense that with Graham Potter, they got scared by the reaction and made a change. If you were truly going to give Pochettino time if you truly believe he is the right man if you don't want to go through the, a cycle of, of reactive decision making which is what Chelsea have been doing for the last decade probably a little bit less than that but you know in terms of constantly hiring firing managers and and every time that has happened I think we've learned more and more especially over the past year it isn't making that much of a difference there are fundamental core problems above the head coach that doesn't mean the head coach can lose every single game take no responsibility for any flaws he may have or mistakes he makes in decision decisions of who starts, who doesn't tactically, player development. I criticised Mauricio Pochettino last night, but I'm always of the belief if I see familiar things happening on a regular basis, no matter who the head coach is, you have to ask questions above that because clearly the common denominator, at least in this current moment for Chelsea, is the ownership. What is the transfer strategy? What is the culture? Is there even a culture? Is there a harmony between different elements of the club? Why is it that so many people have left the club in the past year? Why is the injury problems got so much worse in terms of players' recovery seeming to stall, seeming to halt, seeming to... There seems to be so many setbacks in players' recovery. In terms of the academy, this is something I spoke about with the multi-club model. We had an incredible academy. We still do. But it seems like with all the investment in young talent, especially if the pathway is really blocked for them, and are we missing out on key talents? You know, we've seen in recent years the, the great benefit of promoting from within. Reese James, Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, uh, Lewis Hall, who have, have, unfortunately we sold. A lot of these players I'm mentioning we have sold. Uh, but of course, Conor Gallagher this year has been a real bright spot for Chelsea. That in itself is a concern. And just in a sense of too many cooks in the kitchen, I think is another problem. Having so many sporting directors rather than maybe just one figure who I thought Chelsea were going to try and focus on, a Michael Edwards type of person. It's not to say that Michael Edwards at Liverpool or any of these top clubs, you don't have people below you, but it still feels it feels a little bit muddled. And I think there still is a belief now for me that I... I I don't trust that this ownership is going to stick with their current plan going into the January window. I could see a situation where they revert back to buying experienced players because the panic has set in. Now, is that the right decision? Is that the wrong decision? I think fundamentally on principle, it shows an ownership and it shows a, a project that doesn't really have a core belief or core structure or spine behind it. If you keep on reverting and changing, as I said, we'll see what happens in January. But I know from the comments I'm getting, I know with the way fans are feeling at the moment, they want to see instant results. And it's not just, I, I don't think that's an entitled way of thinking. I think there absolutely is just for me, a just from my own personal belief and kind of feeling as a Chelsea fan right now. I'm not asking for us to win the quadruple. I'm not asking us to even get in the Champions League this season, which I know for a lot of people, their role at hours are about standards, but I'm looking at the reality of the situation. I just want to see 
which I felt I haven't for a while at Chelsea, is a competent squad. I use that word so often, but I think it is so relevant for Chelsea in terms of the way we have made mistakes in the transfer window, the way we have sacked head coaches probably too soon, the way we've switched from style to style, buying players for one system and then quickly changing direction in another way that makes certain players irrelevant very quickly. All of these things to me, I, I want to see a squad that looks like it's replicating the value we've put into it. The problem is they have spent so much money that other than winning most of the time, other than winning things quickly, it will be seen as an underachievement. But I just, there is just confusion around Chelsea. And I I have to say with what I hear internally, some of that you take with a pinch of salt, right? It just doesn't look like a club to me heading in the best direction. And I don't think people are out of order for questioning that direction and questioning what's going on internally at the club. Is there a coherent plan? Are we actually heading in a direction that is going to mean in two to three years Chelsea will be back near the top of the Premier League competing for serious honours? And do the people in positions of power at the club have the experience, the know-how or just the the ability uh, and just you know the knowledge to make good decisions I think these are all questions that need to be asked I don't think there's a there's there's no point for me to come on here and just be dishonest and say ah, no everything's fine people are losing their heads because of absolutely nothing I think there's a time and a place where I will consistently say that you know I'm not very much to me right now the people screaming for Mauricio Pochettino to leave, I'm not taking that seriously because these are the same people who want the manager sacked every two weeks. And if they literally were in charge of Chelsea, we would have about 20 coaches a season. I mean, it would be insanity, right? And that's that's their solution to everything. And that's not really the conversation I want to have. And that's not the conversation I've seen and the responses I've seen from my poll and, and people I follow across social media is I think people understand that it isn't as simple as that. There are bigger problems at Chelsea than just simply sacking the head coach because we've seen a consistent trend of failure. So I hope I've been able to give you some of my thoughts in a coherent way. We know how quickly football changes. Chelsea could win on Sunday. They could win against Sheffield United. I think the problem is I have a very, I have very little trust in this group of players at the moment. And I don't think any of the evidence of this season uh, means that I'm unreasonable because of that. That doesn't mean that everything's crap. That doesn't mean that I've not seen anything good so far this season. That would obviously be um, not a fair reflection and I think would be hyperbolic just based off last night's result. But recent performances in the main haven't been that good if we look at the trend over the last four or five games. And I would like to see a clarification over where Chelsea are heading. If you were going to back Pochettino if you're going to back this belief in in recruiting young players then you have to stick with it you can't rip it up after three months because we will be back in the same reactive cycle again and I think we'll be even further back but then if you are someone that just thinks all of this is rubbish then maybe you do want to rip it up let me know your thoughts in the comments below uh, subscribe turn those notifications on you can follow me across social media at son of Chelsea and I'll see you again very soon all the best Podcast Network.